In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Money, Hi, y'all, and welcome to Money, Please. I'm Berna Anat, also known as At Hey Berna, your personal financial hype woman, bringing you the financial real talk for the real world. I don't know if you can hear my air quotes, but they're air quotes because what's real anymore? We don't know. If your idea of saving money is ordering the cheapest thing on the menu and your retirement plan at this point is to marry rich, listen, no judgment, but the Money, Please podcast is here to help you get your financial shiz together. Think of me as like a finance-obsessed cousin bestie auntie slash overexcited money Google translator, right? We don't have to listen to our hot breath ass Facebook uncles or Twitter trolls and their broken money advice anymore. Okay, you got me and all of the incredible experts we're bringing on to the Money Please podcast this season. I am so excited for you to meet my financial besties. We'll be taking your questions via email and DMs and I'll let you know how to find us. The first episode, I'm so excited because we're talking about one of my absolute favorite things in the world, okay? Let's get real. I do it once a week, at least once a week. If I'm feeling good, I do it every day. I mostly do it in private, but if I'm feeling spicy, I might do a little in public. What is she talking about? It makes me feel sexy, It makes me feel in control, like I can take care of myself. I am the only one I need to make me feel good. It's all me. It's budgeting. Okay, don't run. Don't run. I know budgeting sounds like something someone burped out. It's a fugly word for a truly beautiful thing. I didn't name it. I'd name it something different if I could, but here we are. No joke. Budgeting is the light of my actual financial life because it makes me feel in control. One thing that I have felt about money throughout my entire life, besides shame and confusion and sadness and crying into ice cream, is out of control. And budgeting makes me feel in control. A little background on me. I did not have any kind of financial fancy acronyms or background. I'm a child of immigrants from the Philippines, like very proud daughter, first gen. But I knew nothing about money before I started to learn about budgeting. Very long story short, and I'll tell you more about it in this season of Money, Please. I eventually learned how to control my money, how to budget, how to save, how to get out of debt. I got out of $50,000 of debt, saved up to travel the world and quit my life for a whole year. How did I do that? Okay, honestly, it was like a bigger paycheck, a good amount of privilege, a good amount of hard work. Also, though, it was budgeting. Budgeting to me is the highest form of self-care. Okay, I've been doing a lot of gassing up budgeting, but no one, and I tell you no one, gets me more excited about budgeting than the absolute first person who ever made me think that money is something I could approach without crying. And we have her here today because who better, literally who better, 
to walk us through budgeting than the actual, literal, like trademark, budget Nista herself. Today we are joined by New York Times bestselling author, creator, podcast host, award-winning teacher of financial education, Tiffany Aliche, the budget Nista. Tiffany, I'm so, so honored that you're here today. How are you? I'm awesome, Brenda. How are you? I am floating out of my body a little bit. <laughs> To be real, uh, because y'all, Tiffany is literally one of the core people who kicked off my entire financial educator career and so many others because, Tiffany, you helped, see, you helped me see myself budgeting. You know, I've been reading books and podcasts, whatever. Okay, it seems like something I need to go like in the other room to do and be somebody different to do. Mm-hmm. But I first saw your Facebook Live years ago about budgeting. Mm-hmm. And I remember like literally laying on on my bed, on my stomach, like a little girl at a sleepover. And I was like, why do I feel like I'm Skyping my best friend? <laughs> this is incredible. And as I like to say, the finance world is hella male, hella pale, hella stale. <laughs> Your way of teaching budgeting made me go like, oh my God, everything's different. Peripheral <laughs> vision change, colors are brighter. So I just, I just needed a second to fangirl. Oh, thank you. No, honestly, I love your personality. And, you know, when I first started, like, there was nobody who was fun. I'm like, is everybody dead? <laughs> and I used to teach preschool. And I'm like, yes, I don't know. I just always been kind of like wild and crazy. And if you look at like my earlier videos, I was way more subdued because I was afraid mm. to show my full crazy. And now mm. I'm like, oh, no, I go full fledged crazy when I go live. <laughs> you got to take it or leave it. I honestly yeah. am here for the people who are needing to like, embrace personal finance in a way that's authentic to them. And so I'm here for the financial crazies. (laughs) Oh my God. Thank God. We are just kicking this off in the best way possible. I'm so, so grateful. I really wanted to talk to you about kind of adding that like financial relatability and the the crazies and the, "Mm, this feels good to the concept of budgeting. Because as I mentioned before in this episode, it really feels like the word budgeting, I think triggers so many people in like, it's boring or it's heavy or it's not for me. And in your best-selling book, Get Good With Money, you reframe it in such a wonderful way. You say budgeting is your say yes plan. So I would yes. love if you spoke more on that. So I think, when I think budgeting, I want you to think of budgeting like your mom. You're like, mm-hmm. mom, can I go outside? She's like, yes, after you finish your homework. Can I have, you know, um, dessert? Yes, if you eat dinner. You know, can I, you know, play with my toys? Yes. When you clean up your room. So Mm. your budget is there to say yes in a way that is sustainable and safe for you. Yes. When? Yes. If? Yes. After. And so your budget wants you to have a good time, but it wants you to have a good time in a way that it's safe. So I look at my budget to say yes. It is literally my say yes plan. Like budget, can I go on vacation? Yes. When you say, you know, can I buy this house? Yes. If you raise your credit score. And so because your budget really, like I said, is really just like kind of like the safety net to say, like, if you if you do it right, you can maintain it and enjoy it without stress and worry. So to me, budget is not there to tell you, no, it is not there for you to live less of a life. Your budget is really there to enhance your life and to give you more of a life. It's truly your say yes plan. Mm, That I can already teleport back to like five years ago, me and be like, this is so like antithesis just opposite of the a budget is a diet a budget is a plan a budget is an excel sheet and it Mm -hmm. it makes you feel bad and you're supposed to be capital d disciplined and all this negative feeling so the fact that it's a say yes plan you know it it gives you a sense my understanding it sort of gives you a sense of control yes 
I know that folks are going to be listening to this and being like, okay, I want to say yes to the say yes. Mm -hmm. I want to, I want to get this in my life, but I have never budgeted a single day in my life. And so let's start about the basics of start. Let's talk about the basics of starting a budget. And I know Mm -hmm. you, like you said, you have a former preschool teacher background. So I love the way you break things down. (laughs) What is a budget? Like I could just feel my teenage nieces being like, okay, well, is it a piece of paper I keep in my purse? Like, is it an app? Is it an Excel sheet? What is that? So budget really is just a picture, like a physical picture of what your money is doing. Your money mm-hmm. literally all day long is just walking in, walking out like kids. Like, are you outside or inside? Like, what are we doing here? You just letting out all my good air. Literally. Your budget. <laughs> I'd be wasting up all your AC, right? Yes. And so that's, that's, that is your budget. It is a physical picture within a specific time frame of money in, money out. A budget just can't live in your head. It must live somewhere, either Mm. on paper, in an Excel spreadsheet. It must live somewhere because you have to have control over it. You know, Mm. so initially it's this picture and it's doing what it wants. And then you can go in and say, hey, budget, there's something that I need. And the budget's like, yes, here's what you need to tweak in order to get the thing that you need. But yes, almost anything that you're wanting, anything that you're needing is available to you if you do right by your budget. Because what you can control is the money in Mm. and the money out. You can control how much you make. You know, mm-hmm. you can side hustle, you can ask for raises, you can start your own business and you can control how much you spend, you know, whether it's at reducing your your cable bill, maybe you don't need cable, you know, you learn to do your own hair. And mm-hmm. so that's what it comes down to, just a physical picture of money in, money out within a specific span of time, typically a month. Beautiful. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. And so if someone's thinking like, all right, I'm going to start a budget right after this episode, should they be listing out this money in, money out stuff? What's the sort of first step uh, yes. once they turn this podcast off? So I say that. So if you're someone who's like, eh, I don't want to do it, la, 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 like my husband, I'm like, you know what? <laughs> so if you're one of those, I'm going to show you how to budget without a budget. And mm. then for those who want to do like, you know, go dive a little deeper. So this is how I like to get people just to just come on into the room. Just yeah. come on in. Safe for Right. Yeah. We don't, we don't, you know, we don't do all that spreadsheet yet. Right. Yeah. So here's how you budget without a budget. I want you to think about your money going into four different buckets. Checking, checking, savings, savings. Mm-hmm. Checking number one is your spending account. Mm-hmm. This is the account where typically where your money is going to land. And this is where it's attached to your debit card. And the money left in that account is the money that you can use to spend for cash expenses. So really, it just means where you have choices. You can choose how much to spend on um, clothes, on, mm-hmm. on grooming, on groceries. So that money stays there, plus your allowance if you, if you want to give yourself one. Mm-hmm. Checking account number two, your bills account. This is where you're going to put your bill money because if you know if you don't separate the two, it's very easy sometimes to swipe away your bill money. Mm-hmm. That checking account does not get a debit card. Oh, no debit card for you. Take you it know, away. No soup for you. Yeah, so None. no, no debit card. They're going to ask you and you're going to say, "Mind your business. I don't want one." Right? <laughs> Tiffany said. <laughs> Tiffany said, "Mind your business." Yes. Mm-hmm. And then savings account number one. One, the two savings accounts should be an online only savings accounts okay. because they're going to give you higher interest. 
because they don't have the overhead of a typical like you know brick and mortar bank who's going to give you point zero 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 zero
actually, I'm not putting the right amount in my bills account. Yes. Or actually, my take-home pay does not cover my bills yes. or all that stuff. And so budgeting, I think what gets me really excited about starting to budget and trying mm-hmm. to budget, which can last as long as it needs to last, mm-hmm. is you make realizations and then you adjust. Yes. And so you don't have to beat yourself up yep. if the very first rules you made don't, don't work make for your sense. life. Yep. Literally, yeah. that's exactly what happened with my husband. We, mm-hmm. we, we created it and then he was like, you know what, I'm not putting enough money toward bills or I feel mm. like I'm not saving enough. And and so he can make those adjustments. And the way to make those adjustments is you dive deeper by really mm. creating the budget budget. But by then he was ready because he said, but at least it's working because yes. I wasn't saving consistently a month and now I am. You know, I wasn't, I didn't know how much I had to spend and now I do. And so I like to like the preschool teacher, ex-preschool teacher in me likes to kind of like walk you in, like, we're just going to do a little circle time. Don't you worry. Mm. By the end of the year, I'm like, the dog walks fast. You know? <laughs> Say like, it. You're like, oh, you can read that, boo Spell okay. it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> in the it was A, B, C, D. Mm-hmm. By the end, we reading up in here. Yes. So, like, so understanding that, to me, all change is um, compounding, mm. right? I like to bring you into the room where, like, what is the least, res- like, path of least resistance when it comes to budgeting? And that is to split it before you get it. And then slowly but surely, you know, you you get good at that. You feel good about it. And it makes you want to do better. And the way you do better is to see the concrete numbers written down somewhere. Oh, I feel there's the financial God smiling down upon <laughs> me and the financial and budgeting sunlight just like giving, just like reigniting my melanin. Thank you so much. We are going to talk again on our Loose Change episode later okay. this week. So before we go, Tiffany, I want the people to know how do they find you and how can they support you right now because they're in love with you right now the people um Mm -hmm. i am the budget least on all the platforms so Mm -hmm. instagram is my fave facebook youtube tiktok although i don't tick or talk i just couldn't get into um twitter um and i'm the budget least at thebudgetlista.com and if you want to get my book get good with money yes you can literally go to get goodwithmoney.com and i've got some some free tools and resources there available for you too beautiful thank you so so much tiffany we are blessed we are knighted we are anointed and we're (laughs) so excited to talk to you again later this week thanks girl all right let's get into this week's money on my mind email each and every week i'm answering your questions about anything finance related Send your emails to moneyplease at betches.com to get them answered on the podcast. Okay, let's get into it. Hey, at Hey Berna. Oh, hi, that's me. I'm so excited for this podcast. I can't wait to listen. I really need your help. So a little bit about me. I graduated from college a few years ago with a bucket full of student loans. But since there was a six-month grace period after graduation, I'm sorry to say I just put them out of mind and didn't really look at them since. Wow, same. I started paying the minimum when I had to, but that was it. I just recently decided to try and be a little more proactive about my finances, and when I looked at them again, I truly could not believe that they had gone up since I graduated WTF. Okay, side note, so many people are snapping and clapping with you right now. Very, very common situation. Suffice it to say, that was a huge wake-up call, and I really have to get my money ass into shape. I'm trying to be more mindful of the money I'm spending every week, but I feel like I need to take a bigger step than that to start climbing out of this. What do you think could be the first steps to make that happen? Thanks in advance, betch in a hole. Woo, hello, <laughs> betch in a hole. Okay, 
I'm going to ask you to take that whole like beat yourself up bitch in your life. You know her. Tell her to take a break. Okay, we all know her. We acknowledge and appreciate for, you know, she's made us hustle. She's got a lot of good things for us in our life. But tell her to take a lap because you are doing what a majority of folks with student loans do, paying the minimum. And you are also doing an amazing thing where you started to actually crack open the student loan portal and look at what's going on in there. That's something I did not do for more than six months after I graduated. Now, your student loan balance didn't go up because you're neglectful or because you're bad at money or because you suck at this money thing. It's literally interest. It's math and it is a setup that is meant to make you fail and owe lots of money. We're going to discuss this more in a future episode about debt. These kinds of systems are set up for you to fail, okay, to stay in debt because of interest, because of math, because of actually capitalistic greed. We'll talk about debt payoff plans more in a later episode, but before you make a debt payoff plan, you need to know the math of your life. The question that you're trying to answer is, do I have extra money after paying off all of my bills so that I can throw more than the minimum at my debt? How do we get to that math? Budgeting, I love budgeting so much. Budgeting, like Tiffany said, is taking an honest look at your life, money in and money out, and asking yourself what you can afford. You're going to be comparing what you're getting paid each month to what you spend each month and see if the math literally adds up or not. So you would literally sit down and list all the things like Tiffany calls like your money, your money out list. What are the things that you pay for, including that minimum debt payment? And then list the things that you earn. What's the money coming in? Compare those two and see if you have extra money after paying all the things you need that month to throw at your debt. And if you do have extra money, if there's some wiggle room, then great. That's when we can start to break your budget down, look at the way you spend, see what we can snip or add to try to make that debt payment bigger every month. Important note, though, that if it doesn't add up, if your life is actually more expensive than what you bring in, there are not necessarily budgeting tricks or tips or like cute little facts that'll help you. Maybe you just need to get paid more. Maybe you just need to go fight for that mythical fair wage, you know, the stuff that hasn't risen in like a decade. That's important to understand. Either way, you are on the right track. Answer those questions for yourself with budgeting. Okay, me and budgeting, we wish you well. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. All right, y'all, it is time for the public forum brought to you by public.com. 
This is the cool thing. The public.com community is as diverse as the world around us. So like 40% of their members are women, 45% are people of color, and 90% of their members are both first-time investors and long-term investors. It's a big club. So every week we're opening up the forum from our DMs to answer all of your questions and give you one easy thing to do or Google that'll take less than five minutes because we all know nobody has time for anything. To help share your submissions, we have the producer behind Money Please, Jorge. Jorge is the person who was pulling the levers, who is pushing the buttons, who's like, Berna, you gotta stop talking so down loud because it's messing up the audio, or Berna, you're spitting into the mic too much and you're ruining this entire podcast. Jorge is the magic behind these things. Jorge, how are you? Hi, Berna. What an introduction. Thanks for uh, hosting this. You're welcome, you're welcome, you're welcome. Since you and I, Jorge, are gonna be kind of walking down this Money Please, path of life together. Tell us a little bit about like your budgeting mindset. What does budgeting mean to you right now? Yeah. So I've had an interesting year, as I'm sure a lot of mm. people have. Uh, yeah. Interesting two years. I have been basically a freelancer my entire professional career. I I come from the world of theater. So I used to, I'm used to working in tech and mm, I can projection. hear it. I can hear the theater. Can, oh, and reject. <laughs> oh, yes. Can feel, can feel. Right. So because of the pandemic, I was like, well, I need to do something else. I was kind of left there on a boat without a paddle right. for a sec. So I started doing podcasting. And this job that I have now at Betches is kind of like my first salaried steady job. So it's been a fun change of pace. But I definitely have a different relationship to money now, you know, knowing that Every Friday, I can expect the same paycheck. It's been oh interesting, God. you know, so uh, I'm so excited to like learn more about budgeting and being more kind of financially responsible because certainly the last few years have been a little bit of a whirlwind. Hell yes. The wonderful thing about being able to speak with you, Jorge, on this podcast is it just sort of drives home the fact that like everybody in the club is learning about money. Even if I'm the host of the podcast, I'm still learning about money. Jorge, producer of a money podcast, learning about money. So we are doing this shit together. Money touches literally everything in everybody's lives. And so I'm right, I'm ready to get into it. Can we let's let's look at what we got going on in the DMs today. Absolutely. All right. So first up we have paper, spreadsheet, napkins. What's the best way to keep track of my budget slash finances? Ooh. Okay, keeping it short, the best way to keep track of your budget slash finances is whatever way you actually keep track of things that you like. So I don't like telling people, oh, you hate Excel? Well, you're going to hate budgeting because you have to do it on an Excel sheet. That's not going to work. For example, I first started budgeting. I saw that people had all these like fancy Excel sheets. I was a beginner budgeter. So I was like, mm, no, thank you, no. What I started doing actually is I opened a Google Doc. And I started to journal about my money every time I got a paycheck because I love to write. I love to journal. I love to write my thoughts where no one's going to see them because I'm a double Scorpio. So that's what I did. And that actually, as I was writing every week in my journal, what I'm going to do with my next paycheck, what happened with my last paycheck, I didn't even realize that I was budgeting. I was making plans for myself, but in a medium that works for me. So if you're techie and you love a good, sexy app, Check out a budgeting app. Go for that. If you love an Excel sheet, check out an Excel sheet. If you love to write things on paper, then get your budget on paper. Pick the medium that actually works for you, and that's the best one because that's the one you're actually going to stick to and be excited to look at every week. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Next up, how do I even budget when rent takes 75% of my income? Confused face. 
Yes. I'm like, I get it. Barfy face. I'm like traumatized <laughs> face. <laughs> Unhealed trauma face because same. I live in San Francisco. I'm recording this from San Francisco, a.k.a. Ohlone territory. And it is expensive as hell up in here. And I know, Jorge, I think you are in New York. New York City. Yeah. We know. This question hits really close to the heart. And when I was first paying off my $50,000 of student loans and credit card debt, I was definitely like they say to sort of you know, organize your stuff between like, it's like the 50, 30, 20 rule, which is the idea is 50% of your budget should be for your needs, like like rent and and everything and all the bills. 30% quote unquote should be for your wants, the fun money. And then 20% quote unquote should be for your financial goals, saving and taking down debt. Living in San Francisco, my stuff was definitely more like 75, eight, two. And so budgeting when rent takes 75% of your income, what I'm about to tell you right now, it's like difficult. That's how you budget. It is a difficult thing when it takes up that much of your income. So I want to ask you a couple of questions. One, what would it look like and how does it feel to put 75% of your budget towards your income? Can you live off of the rest of that 25%? Can you budget off? Have you tried it? What, is it? what does it feel like when you're actually looking at the math? Can you buy the groceries? Can you pay all the bills? If you can't, then something's got to give because there's no budgeting tips or tricks that are going to make your life less expensive if that's, if that's just the way you live. It might be, can we look at ways that rent cannot be 75% of your income? Are there bigger moves you have to make to take that down because maybe you have other financial priorities like you want to pay down your debt or you need to build an emergency savings? The important thing about budgeting is that the math has to math. And if it does not math, then it's not on you being stupid or selfish or strange. Like it's about can you live inside of the math that is your reality right now? Maybe you need to do things to shorten that 75% and make bigger life moves. And that's that's sort of the tough answer. There's no tips and tricks. You got to make the math math. Make the math math. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. Next up, are budget templates good to follow if I'm getting started on all this? I say absolutely yes, especially if I'm guessing that this is a person who's like, hmm, budgeting templates is kind of sexy, kind of like it on Etsy, kind of like how it feels when you download the PDF. If budgeting templates feel good to you, then absolutely do it. I'm the kind of person who really likes structure. I need to look at somebody else's paper to know if I'm doing it right. Uh, not to say I cheated. <laughs> Please don't take away my high school degree. But I think it's really important for folks to start somewhere. And so there are budgeting templates, whether that's a literal piece of paper or a budgeting Excel sheet template that you can download for free all over the internet and just Google. Start with that and then customize according to what works for you. If that gets you started, then I love a budgeting template for you. If that intimidates you, then fuck it, throw it out the window and do the budgeting medium. Like I said, do the budgeting medium that actually makes sense for you. Great. And last up, we have a question mm -hmm. that I actually uh, identify with very well because yeah. I uh, recently engaged. <gasps> congrats. You, Sorry, everybody. You. But yes, congrats. <laughs> Is budgeting with your partner actually possible or not? Because my fiance and I seem to have absolutely no idea what we're doing. Oh, my God. Absolutely. <laughs> and I hope you don't feel like we're the only couple that doesn't know how to budget. I don't know. None of us went to budgeting school as individuals. You think any of us know what we're doing when you're trying to mash our lives together? Yeah, right. It does. It does feel like it gets messier. So I would say start off small. I wouldn't be like you and your partner need to open up an Excel sheet and like suddenly be into it together. No way. I want you to start small with budgeting and have 
one shared budget that you two collaborate on and start there. Maybe, for example, it's a date night budget where you set a certain amount of money to pool together your money and have that be sort of like your date funds for the month. And that way you start the conversation of, okay, what is the right amount of date fund for the two of us? What can you give? What can I give? It's, so it's just in the context of one thing. And maybe you work that for a few months and then you add on, all right, cool. So then maybe now we can open up a sort of like shared apartment expenses or a, a dog savings like me and my former partner did. You can open that up, but start small because as we know, and I'm sure we're going to do a whole ass episode on this because it's very interesting. When two people try to mash their money brains together, the financial trauma on both sides pops up and people will get defensive. People might get weird about it. So the important thing is you have one budget that you agree on, that you set and work on for a few months, and any kind of emotions that come up, any kind of defensiveness, any kind of like hard conversations can be put in the context of your date fund. Not, oh my God, your money habits are weird and maybe I need to break up with you now. It's how can you and I collaborate on this fund and externalize, like take the money weirdness out of yourselves and collaborate on the one thing and then build your budget from there. Perfect. Well, that is it, Berna. Thank you for making it make sense. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jorge, for being up in this with me. I'm just, I'm hyped because the rest of this season is going to be me and you learning shit together. And that's what money please and all money journey should be about. Can't wait. All right, folks, that was the public forum brought to you by public.com. Remember, send in your questions to at when's happy hour on Instagram. And don't forget to check out public.com to get started on your investing journey. And you're not alone. You can find me there. I'm on public at Hey Berna. Investing is so incredibly important, especially for those of us who are just starting our cycles of intergenerational wealth. And public makes it hella easy to get started. They've got educational tools, live audio daily shows. It's a party on there. Plus, all new members get $10 worth of free stock when they sign up. Y'all, that's free money. We don't say no to free money in this household. Visit public.com slash Betches to sign up and get started today. All right, folks, that is it for this episode of Money, Please. Be sure to rate, review, follow the podcast on Apple and Spotify. Tell your friends about it. Tell your doorman about it. Tell your besties about it. Tell your dog about it. I literally talk to my dog all day long. Maybe he'll whisper it to the cute guy who's also at the dog park. Who knows? Tell him too. Tell the people who need financial help in your life. You know who they are. It's everyone. Follow us and submit your questions to When's Happy Hour on Instagram or email us at moneyplease at betches.com. And follow me on Instagram at HeyBurna. Until next time, I am wishing you love, peace, and refunded fees. Betches.